Welcome to Markets Now. I'm Michelle Brook with Dwayne Bussey Bolt Marketing. And Dwayne, we've had a lot of bearishness in the grains here recently. The funds are near record short. You know, how concerned are you about that, not only as a broker, but as a farmer? <laughs> yeah, very concerned because uh, I'm a farmer that has all my uh, stocks left, my corn and soybeans. I'm one of those guys. But now let me back up. I, I was 100% sold on everything this summer on the board, but held on to things, assuming that, you know, we're going to get a post-harvest rally. And it started to look that way for a while. And then you started to hope for a, a weather scare out of Brazil. And now neither one of those has, have come to tuition here. So got nervous earlier this week and i sold the board again because i think soybeans now they broke 12 dollars are going to go test 11.45 uh that's the contract low and just the market direction the market trade action right now michelle is just negative for me so i, I don't want to be friendly so I had to go short the board again as a producer so as we mentioned funds selling on just about every little rally here and they're near record short um will they continue to push short or not I think they will. You know, corn, they're around 260,000 short right now. The old record from 2019 is 320, I believe. And I think they're going to go test that and maybe even break it. A uh, couple of reasons why. One, obviously, our stocks are larger than they've been, over $2 billion. Now there's more acreage talk of acres not shifting from corn to soybeans. So we're not really worried about acres for next year. And there's already talk of any decent yield. We're above $3 billion for an ending stock. And then lastly, the carry in the market. They can be short this market and just when, a, like say the March contract comes to expiration, they just roll out and sell the May or they roll out sell the July or December, just sell that carry in the market, let the market come down to right where it is and they continue to make money even on a sideways market for the most part. So yes, sadly, I'm afraid they keep selling. Yeah, unfortunately they are trend followers. Um, now, let's talk about how much of farmer selling has been done here. How much do farmers have sold at this point? How much of a concern is that for this market? Well, it is a concern. I think they sold a lot of soybeans early this fall, um, actually, which is that's the tendency. They tend to do that. But boy, the basis isn't coming around even with a falling soybean price. So evidently there's there's plenty of farmers selling still going on. On the corn side, you know, there is big fear that on farm stocks are very large. That's what the January was, the report showed. But that's that's a tough guess for them. But I don't know, just as I talk to producers, it seems like almost everybody has some corn on hand and nobody sold enough and they're all frustrated. So to your point, even if we get a rally in the corn market, then you'll have more farmers selling up above. So, man, I, I hate being this bearish because it's a lot more fun to be bullish, but uh, it's tough to be a bull right now in the corn market. Yeah. But we still continue to hear stories about the smaller Brazilian soybean crop with what basis levels have done here recently. Are you thinking that that crop is bigger than was forecasted on the low side? I'm afraid of it, Michelle. You know, some of the low guesses are getting down to even 140 and, you know, anything under 150 would have been fairly bullish. But and somebody always has to be the low estimate. But, yeah, once I saw that basis widen out, uh, that's the clear cut that farmers are selling there. And if they didn't think they had a crop, they wouldn't be selling. I mean, just back up the last summer, a lot of producers are upset because they didn't sell the market when we were higher priced because they didn't know if they had a crop or not. So, no, I'm afraid that wide basis does mean the Brazil crop is maybe a little bit bigger than we anticipate, which uh, kind of stinks. But they had less precip this year than normal, so maybe they can raise a crop too. Yeah, but when you get a big crop like we had um, with over 50% of the U.S. in drought, does that make it a little harder to rally the market just because that happened here? 
Right, exactly. I kind of wonder if that's why we didn't get my winter rally I was hoping for. And I shouldn't say that. I mean, we did go to 1398 post harvest. So that was just when I needed to sell and not wait for $14, I guess. But to your point, yeah, if you look, Brazil has had below average rainfall as a country. And so has Argentina actually so far. So, but I think since last summer, the trade just kind of assumes we can still raise a crop with below average moisture. And they're right saying that genetics have changed. What are you thinking about uh, Sabrina's second crop corn? They're just starting to plant. Will there be a lot less planted this year because of where margins are and whatnot? Well, that's kind of one bullish story I'm thinking could happen out there that, you know, at these prices, I, I'm hearing they're not making money either, which is one good thing about our corn market tanking right about now. Uh, the problem is they're actually ahead of pace uh, for, for planting, which is probably just tied to the Brazil soybean crop coming off early due to drought. So it maybe doesn't mean anything, but I'm kind of wondering if, yeah, maybe they plant a little less acres. Maybe they don't fertilize as, as well as they should because there's, they don't want to stick a lot of money in this crop. So there could be a little story there, but the problem is world corn stocks are still pretty high. Even if you take some off, you know, it's, it goes back to Argentina, right? With their big rebound in crop history from last year. No doubt. Uh, what about demand? Obviously, there are concerns about China. So is that something else that we're going to have to continue to worry about? Well, it sure is. You know, it's the time of year we watch demand, right? We watch our export sales and and they're fine for corn. It's just not going through the roof like we need to. You know, when you got to carry out of over 2.1 billion, we would need exports to be just huge um, to really get the market nervous or excited or think we have to ration demand. And there was talk for a while about China importing like 40 million metric ton. I think that rumor is just that. I think it was just a rumor. I, I was hoping maybe they were building stocks for some reason, um, but it doesn't seem that way. They sure don't seem desperate to buy corn right now. And you and I have talked about demand being really the biggest problem for the wheat market too, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, our stocks domestically are fairly tight in wheat. You'd think you could get a little bit of a seasonal rally. Um, and I guess the last couple, well, last week was about the much of a rally you're going to get out of wheat because now this week it seems like you're, we're taking it kind of hard and, and going lower. And now the U.S. dollar is trending higher too. And and Russia's wheat still gets cheaper, $3 cheaper last week than the week prior. Um, their exports are still high. Egypt says they don't need to buy a lot of wheat. So e even if we don't have much wheat crop here, or domestic supplies, what does it matter if the world isn't buying it, Michelle? Yeah. Cattle started off the week with maybe a little bit of profit taking, but you know we do have the cattle inventory report on Wednesday. If that's positive, do you think we'll go back up and retest the highs or what? The all-time highs are from last year. I, Maybe I'm starting the to smile. highs here because we hit these 50% retracement right. levels. And I don't know if that kind of made some of the funds take some profits or what. I, I mean, yeah, the, the markets are overbought. So we can correct at any point in time. Um, but I am getting bullish this market, you know, I, for a couple of reasons. One, we're still feeding a lot of heifers. So last year, we didn't keep heifers back to retain or increase the herd size. Uh, secondly, and I think this is being underestimated, those winter storms we had, Michelle, there was two winter storms back to back um, and then very cold weather behind that. I'm hearing some crazy death losses in feedlots in Nebraska. Now, those stories over get overblown a little bit, but you know, I think the weights finally got cut back last week, like 16 pounds on the carcasses. That's a huge drop in one week. You know, we'll have to see. Like I said, we'll get the inventory report coming out. I think that's friendly too. Don't want to sound all crazy bullish cattle, be you know, because it is overbought. We could correct at any time, but 
I think the trend's going to continue higher. And a big part of that is I think the funds continue to buy cattle now. Yeah, because they're not very long in this market and they certainly have powder dry to add on to their lungs, don't they? Right. And let's remember, um, I had a lot of farmer friends out there that were pretty upset when the funds were selling cattle. Um, they're buying now again, so yeah. it's a good thing. Now we love the funds now. Yep. All right. Well, let's hope that happens. All right. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Dwayne Bussey with Bolt Marketing. That is Markets Now.